Hi, my name is John. And my name's Chris. And, and this, this is Stay on, on Target. Hey, everybody, welcome to Stay on Target. We are your hosts. You can find us online at stayontargetpodcast.com. That's right. We didn't sound check before we did this, John. Uh, we did not. Let me pop on some headphones and we'll okay. check it real quick. All right. So uh, we just got back from watching Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. TMNT! Out of the shadows. Out of the shadows. This would have actually fit in real well with like the movie slate from like last year. Yeah. Wasn't it last year? Or wait, no, there was, it was two years ago. We had like Thor the Dark World right. and Star Trek Into Darkness. Yeah. And it could have been Ninja Turtles Out of the Shadows. Only if it, it came out in that order. Like in the order where like we're in the shadows and then we come out of That's the, true. And then the next year you'd have to like subtitle all of your, your movies like... Age of the Turtle. The darkness. Or the, the lightness. Like you're in the light at the, the next oh, okay. year. Like you'd have to be like... the. Brightness of the sun. I don't, I don't, I don't really follow your logic I'm sorry, logic it here. doesn't work. So, before the movie, we saw a preview, a new preview for Star Trek. We did. I did um, not see it, Whatever Chris. it's called. Uh, Beyond. Yeah, Star Trek Beyond. It actually looks good now. Yeah? Yeah. Like, every other preview I've seen, I'm like, oh, I'm going to see this movie it, regardless. Right. But, but looked- every single one, it's like, oh, it seems like a retread of the last movie, basically. Mm-hmm. Well, like, it, it's like almost everything happens where it's like, oh, we're on some crazy planet. Some crazy stuff is happening where they're attacking us, and we get beamed out. I don't think that was the problem I had. The problem I had was, like, it was just so generic looking and looked like it had no consequence at all, or heart, or soul. There it is. But now this... I'll, 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 uh, I should have, this should have been like a news item. It I'll very much should have. I'll, I'll post it at stayontargetpodcast.com. Yeah, that, that's, uh, but yeah, so, and we also saw a trailer for, um, uh, Warcraft, the Warcraft movie, which we are reviewing next week. Yes, we um, are. We are, we're going to be reviewing that. It's going to be fun. We're reviewing that, and apparently it's also going to be our E3 preview show. Yeah, so that's our that's our show next week because I mean we're literally that far from E3, Chris. We're we're like two episodes away from so our crazy. our E3. We're at, this Can't is episode one hundred and sixty. Can't believe it, dude. It's insane, Chris. I don't even know. It's insane. We're ten episodes removed from our Batman versus Superman review. True. And obviously, in every ten episodes, we have an epic movie review. No, that's not true. But this is an epic movie review. We've had a lot of movies lit really recently, Chris. I know. Well, it used to be like November movie month, and this right. year it's been like May and June movie month. May or spring summer movie months. <laughs> yes. It's the, it's the, I mean, well, there's we, just been a lot of movies. We that did we talk about at the beginning of the year. We talked about how many movies there, there were that were going to come out this year that we needed to review. Right, and it's very exciting. So like far, it, we've reviewed we've reviewed all of them. Everything that we listed, we've reviewed it. And, and well. Well, I guess and, and more so far, yeah, so far and more. You're right, you're right, and more like the occasional like where it's a pick of the week or yeah. it's, you know this or that. Oh or that man, thing. I have a different pick of the week than I was going to talk about. So you have two picks of the week. Uh, I think I have two picks of the week. Oh my gosh, Chris, we should just go into <laughs> the pick of the week. Pick of the week. All right, Chris. Yeah. We're going to have a pick of the week sandwich here. Okay. Yours, one of yours is going to go first. Then mine, which is obviously the best pick that we have here, is going to be the meat. Yeah. So yours, yours are going to be the bread on the outside. Okay. Mine's going to be the meat in the All middle. Right. Or cheese. Dep- or, or peanut butter and jelly, depending on what you decide to put in your sandwich or what, what mental pick of the week sandwich you're, you're building in your mind right now. Mine is whatever's in the middle. It has to be... Something with one ingredient in the middle. 
That's true. Because well, I guess like you're peanut right. butter and jelly, you're that would right. mean like I'm the two bread pieces, but then you have to have two picks of the week, the peanut butter and the jelly. That's right. So what's a sandwich that has like one thing in the middle? Like a cheese sandwich? Like a cheese. But sometimes there's like there's like mayo <laughs> I mean, on it. This, <laughs> this is a weird, weird, weird analogy. <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, that's a great question. Like, is there a sandwich that people eat that only has one ingredient I guess on the inside? Like, if you had like a plain cheeseburger. Like a like a well, it would super be a plain or super plain hamburger or like a super plain yeah. uh, chicken sandwich or something like where there's it's, nothing it's else. Just on bread it. and a, the meat. So like a chicken sandwich, a lot of times you have like lettuce at the very least. Like even if you had no like condiments, no like yeah, but no I, like yeah, sauces. I, okay, so like I was just thinking in my mind, you know, like people probably, but that that's the thing that I've heard people order before: a plain mm. hamburger. Mm, that's true. So like that's a thing. That's, it is a thing. So it exists. So that's it's, what this it's is. Out there. This is the plain hamburger of a pick of the week. Yes. Yeah, so my first pick of the week. Okay. I realize this is this is four, not even five minutes into the podcast. <laughs> I know and it's we've very early. Hit pick of the week. I don't know how this happened. This is very strange. We'll we'll after the pick of the week, we'll go back into what we've been up to okay. because we've been up to some decent stuff. Like there's yeah. some cool stuff to talk about, Chris. Yeah. So we'll go back into. My first it. pick of the week is uh, a comic book. Uh, we were looking before the show. I I guess you can get it at your local comic shop. But you can definitely get it on Comicsology called The Joiners. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, it was a comic that was released. I think two years back now. Yeah, so we were talking about it. I, we we have been talking about it on this podcast for years. Oh, you're right. Because okay, yeah. yes. it initially was supposed to be released uh, one year, and then all of a sudden, like right, like no, there was no word about it. Like it just it just didn't come out on the release date that it was supposed to. Amazon didn't have it. In fact, I think they like canceled your pre order or something like that, where they're like, oh, it's delayed. They just, or something. They just moved it around. Several yeah, times. and and then. It, I guess that was in an effort to get the 3D right, correct? Like, because it, w- it was initially coming out in 3D. Right. Well, it came out in 3D. It did come out in 3D. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't know what the delay was. Like, over, it was around the same time that Arcadia was That's bought right. by Boom Studios, and like the whole debacle with Cowboys' second um, graphic novel happened. Same yeah. kind of thing, where it's just kind of like, what is happening with these releases? Anyway, yeah. uh, it's by David Marquez and R.J. Ryan. Um, R.J. Ryan wrote the story. David Marquez um, drew all the uh, illustrations, but spent years working on this 3D method on how to do 3D well for a graphic novel. Right, I love it. It was it's a great it's a great uh, graphic novel. It's being re released now, both on Comixology and in print mm. with full color in 2D. Very cool. Uh, so like it's it's getting some more exposure and all this kind of stuff. It's a really cool story. Um, I'm interested to see what it's like in color because. Mm. Something that that really uh, made this special to me, um, or feel special, I guess, was the fact that it is. I think I believe it's set in the six. Let me, yeah, or twenty sixty two. But so there's this kind of like um, uh, Jetsons vibe to That's it right. in a way, and the black and white kind of like made it feel like it was like you know. Well, the fact that you had to put 60s. on like 3D glasses because like old comic books, like old 3D comic books and stuff, like you would have to put on something in order to actually be able to see what's going on. Right. And this was that way. Like, I mean, you know, I haven't read the whole thing. Like, I've only seen it at your house or whatever because this is a big book or whatever. It's a, yeah. it's a, it's, it's, you know, but put it on the glasses. Yeah. Like that, 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 there is a barrier of entry there because it's like, okay, so you have to put on these glasses before you can read it. So yeah. it's not like you can just like, consume it at your leisure or or take it to go or whatever because you got to make sure you have the glasses with it and everything but then you also can't release it digitally 
which is what they were, you know, the, a lot of people consume their comics digitally or whatever. So there's that barrier of entry too, because you yeah. have to go find the actual book and then the 3D glasses. But the 3D glasses reinforce that kind of old school, um, you know, vibe, that yeah. Jetsons vibe, like you were talking about. Yeah. And, and, I liked it, so it'll be interesting to see if if the tone changes or if it feel the the feel of it changes. So we were looking; it will come out on Comicsology. You can probably get it at your local comic shop. It looks right. like there's a one of four is what the first one is called, which is weird because it was a huge book. Yeah, it was a big one. So I don't know like how they're dividing up into four. How much is the how much three ninety nine? That's that's the thing that makes it we feel like it's just like an issue, but like hmm. it's more than like a four issue miniseries. Like there's yeah. more. There's more, like, it's more pages than that. Like, I I mean, you think about how many pages are, like, if you bought an individual comic, I think there's, like, 24 pages in each one, and then some of that's dedicated to ad space, so I think you end up with, like, 21 pages, 22 pages per per book. And so, if you multiply that by three or four, that would be a a grand total of, like, 88 pages, and I feel like this is well over 100 pages of a a graphic novel whenever you have it sitting on your shelf there, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um but definitely check it out. It, it's it's um, if you're a parent, it's definitely has some adult themes in it. So like, read it before you let your kids read it. Yeah. Um. So uh, definitely do that. But I I recommend it. It's a it's a good good story. Cool. Well, my pick of the week, Chris. The uh, the plain hamburger hmm. that we have in the middle of the uh, in the middle of the pieces of bread yeah. slash buns. If you want to go the bun route, which I guess you normally would put a hamburger on buns rather than between bread pieces, yeah, right? Right. Like that's traditionally like you just assume that it's yes. like a bread bun. Okay. So anyway, my hamburger is the rock clock. Mm. So do you John. know yeah, Dwayne I know Johnson? The rock clock. Do you know Jane, Dwayne Johnson the Rock, Chris? I do know, know Dwayne Johnson the Rock. So I follow him on on Instagram and and like him on on, on Twitter and all, all this stuff. But he's awesome on Instagram. And so I've been utilizing the rock clock. Here's how I've been utilizing it. So it's it's summertime. Yeah. And so the weather has been very hot around uh-huh. Nashville. Uh-huh. Almost uncharacteristically so for this early in the year. Usually uh-huh. until like late June, we don't hit near the 90s. But we've been like up consistently at like 88 degrees every day. Yeah. And uh, and I run a lot. And so I have to make sure like it, the coolest part of the day is way early in the morning. So I have been on rock time <laughs> like for like I was like all of last week I was on rock time. Then this week I'm like eh, I'm kind of like every other day or something like that. But uh, but I've been on rock time. So the rock clock, what the rock clock is, it's an alarm clock app that you can download to your phone with a bunch of awesome ringtones mm-hmm. from Dwayne Johnson, The Rock. He he'll sing to you. He'll play mm-hmm. his guitar and sing to you. Mm-hmm. He'll uh, yell epic things to you. Mm-hmm. Um, there will be grenades that you can have going off. Mm-hmm. There is no snooze on this mm-hmm. clock. And so um, so you have to get up. You have to start getting at it. You can set like a goal and then a date by the time, like a date that you want to have ch- achieved that goal by. Mm-hmm. And so every morning in order to turn it off, you have to push the button, the get after it button. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's been awesome. It's been really fun. Yeah. Um, the uh, There's a, like a video message each morning that you can watch from The right. Rock. Right. And The Rock time, what Rock time is, you can set your own alarms. But what rock time is, it takes whatever time the rock is waking up <laughs> in the morning yeah, and it makes your alarm go off with no snooze yep. at his time. Whenever he wakes up, you wake up. <laughs> and uh, he, and as the, clock, as, the, as the app says, beware, he's a morning person. Yes, he's, a, he's an extreme morning person. Like 5.30 in the morning, 6 a.m. Is, is the latest I've seen it go off. <laughs> Did I tell you about this? No, I saw oh, it on, man. His, I saw it in his Instagram. Yeah, because I, I I downloaded this a long time ago, and I I uh, or whenever it first came out, he's got this. So he's got this thing called Project Rock. 
nice. happening right now. Nice. And it started with uh, the world's best bag. Is what he called That's it. right. So it was a backpack and a duffel bag. One. Yeah. And uh, they sold out like immediately because I really wanted one, but like just gone. Yeah. And couldn't get any anymore. It was, he was uh, partnering with Under Armour. And so then the second part of this, there's three parts to it. I don't know what the third one is. The The second part of Project Rock is the rock clock. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I love it. The, the thing you do have to watch out for is sometimes I have caught the rock clock go set for like 2 p.m. my time. Whoa. I think it's whenever he's in other parts of the world. Oh, it doesn't translate the time zone. <laughs> no. Okay. It so doesn't. I was wondering about that because we are in um we are we're in the central time zone and, and I think he, where he's from uh where he lives the Miami uh is is eastern time. And so like our 6 a.m. he's really waking up at 5 a.m. right. um which is insanity. Um but then uh, people on the west coast like they get a break. They get, you know, it's right. out there it'll be like 3 hours later than that. So if right. he's waking up at 5 a.m. they're waking up at, you know, 8. So yeah. that's intense, Chris. It's yeah, intense. I yeah, love it. Rock time is is a lot of fun to play around with, as is as are the uh um <laughs> the, the, ring the ringtones. Yeah, there's that one where he just like goes beep, 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 right. beep, and it's just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, some of my favorites like are, are like there's like an awesome guitar going on, like a really like uh, a beachy kind of a guitar vibe, and he's like, yeah. You know, he's just like doing like <laughs> yeah. making weird like noises into yeah. a microphone, and you're like, "This is hilarious! Yeah. I love it." I, um, I do too. But the rock clock, super fun. It's been helping me wake up very early in the mornings to get my runs in at the coolest time of day. So, That's amazing. Throwing that out to the rock. There've been a few times. Okay, so last week there was a couple days whenever people were like, they, "I was going to sleep." Like I was laying in bed, and people were like, "Hey, I'm getting online. You want to run? You know, some sort of a thing?" And I'm like, "Actually, let's do that like tomorrow because I'm not on rock time tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna have to wake up super early and try to beat the heat, that sort of thing." So, anyway, the rock clock. What is the other piece of bread? What is the what is the the top bun on our uh, on our hamburger, plain hamburger that we're serving up? The listeners. My final pick of the week is the movie Pop Star. Whoa. I went to go see a, a preview screening of this That's earlier right. this week. Um, it is the movie, next movie from Andy Samberg and The Lonely Island. I was not expecting it to be this good, John. See, I don't know, like... I don't know what I would expect from this movie. I would expect it to be a lot of, like, Andy Samberg and, like, Lonely Island kind of fun. But you were saying it's a... It's like a... Uh, a mockumentary is yeah. the term, right? So I didn't know it was a mockumentary going into it. They didn't really market it as that. This is basically Spinal Tap for the next generation. That's awesome. And in the way that we're like, they're making fun of the music industry. They're making fun of pop stars. They have so many cameos in this thing that it's just like, like Rihanna shows up as a background dancer, but they don't make a big deal about it. You're just like, holy cow, that's Rihanna. Like that's back hilarious. there, the camera just kind of pans past her, and it's like, and it's all this stuff like that's all awesome. the time. The references and and. Uh, um, Inside jokes that they that they make fun of and like they're just they don't even like you have to know about it to know about it like yeah. it's kind of like you have to like be in on the joke to even realize they're making a joke. That's nice. That's hilarious. I love that <laughs> stuff. It was like and I, I always come out of things like that wondering how many things I missed because like know. you catch so many things but you also wonder like there's probably so much more depth to what's going on here. You know, I think you think about other funny movies that like Deadpool where there's like a joke a minute but it's like it's, it's not different like, though. I know it's not like you weren't 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 getting them. Right. It's that that you just like they were so fast that you missed them but in this t- case it's just if you don't get it you just completely miss yeah it. and some of them are just, just so subtle yeah that like you get hours later you're like oh man they're making fun of this 
And so it's it's still like Lonely Islands, Andy Samberg humor. I love Andy Samberg. Yeah. Um, it's dirty as all get out because you know if you know the Lonely Islands, it's gonna be dirty. So don't expect a very a clean, family friendly movie. But it's uh, it's really funny. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I was I was really really pleased. If I was gonna give this a rating, yeah. I'm gonna give this a nine point oh. Dude, that's awesome. That's yeah. great. And I, I like you mentioning that it's it's Spinal Tap for like these days. Like I think about Spinal Tap and it's like while wow, a lot of those references like whenever I watched Spinal Tap, like it made sense and it was hilarious and it's really funny. And even till this day it'll still be funny. But I also wonder, like, people who are younger than we are, mm-hmm. you know, do would they, would they watch Spinal Tap and it, I feel like a lot of it would just be completely like that era of of music because it was a completely different music industry. It's like kind of a, a completely different different era yeah that era of music and that era of comedy like yeah. it's, it's different com- kinds of comedy that's true uh, too. different styles and, and this matches more with like you know post hangover comedy you know like judd apatow kind of comedy nice. like that's the world that this fits in whereas spinal tap this fits in like um you know uh what is it the, the christmas vacation and right. like those types of comedies right. national lampoon kind of comedy so I think they both fit in yeah. the same genre and they both work, but just like with, in their different time frames, different references, you know, in 20 years, this is not going to be as funny right. or be, you know, as relevant for sure. Of you course, know, in the same yeah. way that Spinal Tap isn't as relevant now. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. So, Chris, now that we're like 17 minutes into the podcast, yeah, and we've done our like we've done our picks of the week. We just served everybody everybody lunch. Mm-hmm. Everybody just got a great a great plain hamburger for lunch. Yeah, it was delicious, wasn't it? It was delicious. Every, it was delicious. Um, what have you been up to this week? Uh, so uh, la- last week I took off uh, a couple days, and then we had a long weekend. So I had like five day weekend last so weekend. basically after all of this time of being away and like slammed with you know <laughs> doing nothing like yeah. but working like then you had a few days that's awesome yeah it was great honestly and i did a lot of sleeping <laughs> of course per the huge i love sleeping yeah sleeping is one of my favorite entertainment activities i know me, me too and i always like last night you know this goes this will bleed into what i've been up to yeah last night we um played some Division, okay, that's right. And we ran some high value targets and got some cool gear. And then the the, the notion was thrown out: we should do one of the daily challenge missions. And that's I right. Was like I thought in my back of my mind, I'm like, I should just go to bed now. <laughs> but I didn't. I played the the mission, didn't get any cool gear. Yeah. And I was like, this morning I was feeling tired, and I was like, man, I should have gone to bed whenever I thought about it. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid that's what i I always think like i love like i like sleep where it's like oh man you're you know you feel well rested like the day is like you get more quality out of the time that you do spend awake you know and you're just like it feels way better whenever you get enough sleep and so whenever you whenever i miss sleep i very much regret it like i'm always like why did i miss that hour and a half of sleep you know that extra hour and a half or whatever yeah so Mm. i've been trying this thing lately where i we were talking about alarm clocks like i've been trying this thing lately (laughs) where i set my alarm clock for the same time every day, ah. okay. Regardless of what time I have to go to work, because sometimes I'll go in earlier, sometimes I'll go in like later. Like, yeah. like it just kind of depends. Not like I'm going in the afternoon, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, like within like a couple hours of each yeah. other. Like, like where it's, it's super early. I'm getting there between seven thirty or eight thirty. It yeah. just kind of depends on like what I've decided for that day. Um, and while it gives my body like this constant like time to get up, yeah. Okay, on the days whenever I go in at like eight 
or or especially eight thirty. Yeah, just that weird time where I wake up and it's like I don't have to be awake right now. That time sucks, dude. And that's the funny thing. Like I think about people, and I used to, you know, whenever we were, uh, whenever like I was in college or, or even like directly out, of, I would work uh, uh, a job where I, like I would sometimes go in in the afternoon or like would go in like around. It worked noon. retail. Yeah, it worked retail. So it was like a, a a later shift. Yeah. And so I would, I would find myself like waking up and being like, well. I've got like three hours. Can I really do anything with that three hours before I go? And so like, I feel like, you know, waking up earlier, I, I would get my sleep schedule would all messed up then too. Yeah. Cause I would like wake up and be like, Oh, here I woke up and it's a couple hours before to go in. And then you go in and then I stay up all night because it's like, well, I, I want to do something. Right. And you stay up all night. And then, you know, you, the next day morning you have to work at 7am and you're like, what? Yeah. So anyway, I yeah. think I've determined I'm not a fan of what I've been doing. Yeah. I'm going to revert back to you. I'm going to change, change, just time I get up every trust single day. Trust the body, day. Chris. Yeah, I mean, yeah, trust definitely the body. Just the body, because, yeah, yes, yes. Your body knows whenever it wants to sleep. So the division. Yes. Uh, we've been playing on last weekend. We finally got to run the first incursion. That's right. Uh, what is it called? We're super up on things, Chris. I don't remember what that incursion is called because it's been t- it's been pushing the second incursion at me. Was it called something down? Uh, yes. I, I'm gonna look it up, Chris. Okay, you look it up. And it was it was a lot of fun. Um. Like the closest thing to compare this to would be um, Destiny in right. terms of like console games that people can or like uh, or Diablo in terms of like the way the loot works and stuff like that. But like in terms of like this, this is like a almost a raid level kind of thing. It's a lot less involved than a raid. Like there's not these multiple parts and multiple mechanics and like mazes or in, and stuff you have to like figure out. It's mainly like a horde mode, like waves upon waves of different types of enemies. There's either snipers or shotgunners or um, just regular elites that'll come down, like and and you have to uh, plant a bomb on this vehicle that's like firing mortars and stuff at you the whole time. But it is a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, it was like it requires teamwork, like four different people, like. It took us like four hours to do. So like about the same time it would take a raid. Like Falcon lost. Falcon lost. I was, con- I was just confirming because like whenever I just typed in um, uh, the division incursion, it, the only thing that came up with Falcon lost. And I was like, that's strange. Why, why isn't the second one on there? But the, sec- the second, second one? one is called Clear Sky. That's right. Um, Which yeah. we haven't done yet. We haven't done that one yet. We'll but probably do that one maybe this weekend. They updated the game with uh, all these high-value targets where you can go get high-end gear. Like, the loot yeah. system has changed a lot where it's, like, not hard to get this stuff. Like, yeah, yeah you're, you might get the same pieces over and over again, so it's important to keep going until you get the ones you want, but... Like just going and getting these things has not been a problem, which has been amazing. Like yeah. we were, t- I was talking on the way here. Like I wish that Destiny had done this a long time ago. Where, yes, I want this high end gear, so just give it to me. Just keep rolling stuff. I don't care if I get dupes. Like just give it to me on a consistent basis and a yeah. clear path to get a hold of it. Well, and even whenever in in the division like this game, whenever you get a the same piece of gear, yeah, it'll have different stats on it, and right. so you can you can look yeah. at it and go, oh, this one's better than this other one of the exact same thing, yeah. and you know that the the deep RPG elements in this game like where there's multiple stats multiple major attributes minor attributes of each piece of gear and so you're constantly thinking okay so i want to run this type of a a character what do i need for that um and whereas with destiny it was like there's maybe three things like three stats that each thing has and so like if if you are constantly on on destiny even if you're given this high-end gear or whatever it it's not as deep as where you want to get repeats and yeah. stuff. So once you have it, you're pretty much good. Whereas yeah. this, it's like, man, 
I want to get a better backpack. I would like it to be the same like set piece a backpack that I have, but I just want one with a little bit of a better stat roll on it. Well, you're we so. playing with Aaron Wright, who uh, reviewed Cloverfield with you. That's and, right. You know, he's played a lot of Diablo in the past, and he was comparing it to Diablo because like we we were doing uh, just some ra- random high value target missions last night, and I would get done with a mission, and I look around, and I've got like 16 pieces of gear laying right. around. Like this is like. This is a ton of just stuff just right. for completing this one thing. And that's really like, it's like, yeah, I'm going to dismantle or sell most of it. And maybe this is a piece that's a duplicate of the other one. But at least I feel like my work was rewarded. Right. And I can actually utilize these things in some way. So it's fun. not like it's, it's, it's for, for nothing. Right. And well, even like whenever um, I didn't need to. I, I got a piece of gear, but it wasn't the stats that I wanted. And I got a bunch of other stuff that was like, oh, well, this isn't isn't the better gear that I have. I just sold that gear so I would have the money to re-roll the one piece of gear that I did get. Yeah. You know, and so that's yeah. the, like you like you said, you use the yeah. stuff that like even if it's like, oh, this is just burnable stuff, basically. Right. It's like it's not burnable really because you get stuff from it and right. you're able to use that to get what you actually want. Right. Which is nice. I talked about all the things that I was going to play and do over the uh, the weekend uh, yeah did you get through all that's of mainly the only thing I did nice. in terms of that stuff nice um, slept we went canoeing that's on awesome. Monday which was pretty cool I it, canoeing solidified my the thing I already knew that I don't like canoeing really I like, I like kayaking okay canoes are just so like they're like the they're cumbersome. Really cumbersome. Yeah, they're like the semis of the the river world. They sit pretty low in the river. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they're they're hard to move, hard to move around, hard to utilize. Like honestly, the only reason I would want to canoe again mm-hmm. is if I had like four people I wanted in the same canoe. Yeah, because okay, it's just two of us. If it's just two of us, might as well just get a double person kayak. Yeah, I was about to ask like, whenever you kayak, have you done like the double person yeah. kayak, or do you do like an individuals? Kayak, no, I'm not, we've done both. Yeah. Um, I like. So Dee Dee and I prefer the individual ones just because it's more fun. They're like yeah. a little more like you can do whatever you want with them. Like yeah. you can you can uh, move them around a little easier. But the you can be like, oh, I want to go see that tree. Nobody yeah. else wants to go see that tree. Right. I'm going to go see that tree. Exactly. It's great. Yeah. Uh, you know. So either one's fine. Honestly, I I, I would take any kayak <laughs> over a canoe, John. <laughs> that's that's hilarious. I love it. <laughs> um, I remember the the only time I've really been canoeing. We were canoeing up in up in Illinois down a river. We were with with some family or whatever. But it was in a season where the carp were in the river or whatever. Mm-hmm. And they like if you disturb the water around them, they get scared and they <laughs> jump. And so the entire time we were in this thing, it was like we were constantly like you would paddle and then just all of these fish would just whoosh, just jump out of the water and just <laughs> splash, 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 splash. One got in our boat um, and like was slide like it jumped and it landed in Gosh. our in our canoe. And it's like it was sliding up beneath Catherine's feet. And like um, I was like, I hit it with my, my oar or whatever. Oh and I just like, it was flopping around and it was fighting and stuff. And I, obviously you can't stand up to like go get it or whatever. Right. And so we had to like, uh, she couldn't reach behind her cause she couldn't stand up either. Yeah, yeah. And so we had to like go over to the other canoe and somebody fished it out and threw it away. That's <laughs> hilarious. It out, but it was hilarious, dude. I love, I loved, uh, loved that experience because you'd go through and be like almost, almost eerie where you're like, there's the, the trees that are over and it's this really calm water. And then you hit just a herd of them that are just resting <laughs> at the bottom of the river and it's just whoosh just torrential you know water pouring everywhere awesome. That's hilarious anyway because bye. it was memorial day weekend it was super super busy so there's like tons of people out there the i think the most interesting thing we saw 
there's a lot of fishermen out there, a lot of fly fishing. Cool. Uh, fly fishing's really, really big on that river. Um, but there was, uh, there was a couple guys out there fly fishing, and we were going past this, like, it was like this little bank in the middle of the, the river, and there was a, um, I don't know what kind of dog it was. It was, it looked like a purebred something. It was a dog standing there, and he was just standing in the water, and I, like, we're like, oh man, the dog's just standing in the water, like, just keeping cool, I guess, maybe. But as we got closer, we realized, no, they, he has, he, he is, has, uh, a collar on and a fishing line type thing tied to it, and they've yes. cooked the fish that they've caught onto his collar, and he's standing there watching them like a hawk. <sighs> and like we came really by, funny. and we were like, "Oh man, look at!" And he like he like looked up at us for a second, and then like one of the fish moved, and he like immediately <laughs> looked at the fish again, and he was like laser focused on this fish. <laughs> like, like I, I see you moving there. You, don't, you aren't. Going anywhere. <laughs> not going anywhere, man. <laughs> it was awesome. That's really funny. It was. It was really, it was funny. really I mean, funny. I mean, it was, he wasn't like on a leash or anything. Like he was just standing there. But like he knew his job was to sit here and watch these fish <laughs> and make sure that no funny business happens. <laughs> <laughs> they don't roll back into the water. Oh man. No, I don't, they, I don't, they were in the water. I, oh, they were in the water. Yeah, like they're keeping them like oh, fresh. Yeah, I see. I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. No, that's hilarious. I know. That's really funny. I remember whenever we were kids. Was it you or was it me that lost the uh, like? Uh, we got a big fish it was, like it was, hook. It was me. And then you lost your like it. It sucked in your uh, your your little kid. Yeah. Um, fishing rod. So we had was um, it a Donald Duck fishing rod? No, no, you had a Donald Duck fishing. Okay, rod. I had a Donald Duck fishing. Mine rod. was Mickey Mouse. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so we went fishing one time uh, with our dad at this pond. It was uh, just a, a friend's pond. Um, and or it may have been a lake. I don't know. No, I think it was a pond. Anyway. It and, seemed bigger whenever we were very young. Right. Exactly. So we were fishing and honestly, like you had the better fishing rod because it was like actually like bendable and all that kind of stuff. Like mine was like this Mickey Mouse plastic thing that extended, you know, and then like with the line in. And, um, so we were fishing and all this kind of stuff. And, uh, there was, um, there was this, uh, this fish. Right. That actually no, yours got sucked in. Yeah. Mine is the big fish that got away. Yeah. Okay. So let's we'll, we'll tell both these stories. Okay. All I right. don't. I don't barely remember. I don't remember it happening to me. I just remember. Yeah. The story okay. after the fact. So I'll, I'll tell mine first. I was so young. And then I, maybe maybe I'll just tell yours. Yeah, I think you should tell both of these. <laughs> so first, um, like I get a bite on my line, and I'm yeah. like, oh man, there's a fish on here, and then it like was just like super super tough. Like I couldn't do it. Dad had to come over and like. Help pull the fish in, and the thing was like this was solid, like hard plastic, a fishing rod. That's right. And it was like bending it, like curved, that. because it was like so heavy. It ended up being this like huge catfish that like was way too heavy for the line we were using, and definitely way too heavy for this um, uh, for this uh, fishing pole that we were using. We got it up out of the water finally, <laughs> and we're sitting there holding it. And Dad was carrying it back to our bucket where we were putting our fish, and then the line snapped out of his hand, like not it didn't slip out of his. Hand. Hand, but it snapped because the the fish the was too heavy. Oh my gosh! It snapped and then it like just rolled itself back down into the lake. The one that got away, <laughs> got away. It was huge, man. That's it was awesome. huge. That's awesome. It was huge. <laughs> the other part of the story it was, was at least as tall as me. Exactly. I think it was. It was, sure it was, it was really was. big, dude. I was very small. Okay, so the other part of the story is like you were using this Donald Duck fishing rod that was actually better than mine because <laughs> it was actually like a normal fishing rod. It was just shorter, you know. Yeah, and. 
uh, I forget, like, this was later on after this, like, we were kind of getting ready, and uh, you had thrown your fishing rod in, and, like, you were standing there at the bank, I think, at one point, and then you put it down, <laughs> and then started doing something else, and then... Of course I did. And then, so we were, we were just kind of, like, doing stuff, and then all of a sudden we hear this, like, uh, so, almost like something, like, running through the grass, but it was the fishing rod getting dragged through the grass, and then you just hear a <laughs> bloop, <laughs> where it just gets sucked into the lake, and that's they're like, amazing. What? where's the fishing rod? Like, <laughs> that's amazing. Some fish grabbed onto the bait and pulled it into the lake. Like they do, like they're yeah, supposed to. Exactly. The crazy part of this story is, like, a year later, yeah. the dad's friend shows up at the door <laughs> holding... Your Donald Duck fishing rod. He's like, yeah, I just caught the fish. This was still attached to it. He's been dragging it around the pond. That's horrible. For the past year. I feel like a terrible person. <laughs> well, he ended up getting eaten anyway. Like, it's fine. Of course. <laughs> That's what they were for. It's just hilarious. Like, you know, obviously he's been drug around on the, the it's just, what is this thing that's attached to me? And the fish is thinking, you know, it's hilarious, dude. Um, but the reason I remember that story is because they brought it back. Like, I don't know if I would really put it together that that mm. actually happened in my brain, except that like whenever you returned it, I remember being like, this is my fishing pole. <laughs> what yes. is this? It's covered in river mud or, you know, lake mud, pond mud, whatever you want to call it. Anyway, hilarious, dude. Yeah, hilarious. it was, it was wild. So, Entertainment podcast. Yeah, what have you been up to this week? Um, the the raid, the uh, the the, oh, yeah, the, yeah. the division thing, and that's basically incursion. Yeah, the incursion. Sorry, I'm just using Destiny speak, which I think was using Warcraft speak or whatever. But yeah, um, but yes, yeah, so the incursion definitely played a lot of that. Play, been been playing Batman, chipping away at this, mm. Chris. I'm hoping that maybe this weekend, like maybe How I'll have enough time you? to uh, to do it. I'm. Oh, like in the middle of 85, like okay. 80, over 85%. Right. Like, oh, 87, I think is the last number that I saw. Cool. Where it's like the story is getting there. Things just went crazy. And, uh, and yeah, we're rolling around town right now. And it's, it's, uh, yeah, things just got nuts. So anyway, I, I assume that I'm on my way to the final kind of battle, mm-hmm. uh, in, in a little bit here. I haven't gotten all the Riddler trophies, um, that's going to be quite the chore. Nice. But awesome. Um, but yeah, I've been up to those things. and playing a lot of Rocket League. So I want to throw this out there with Rocket League. At the end of this month, yeah. the, you know, they have the ranked matches. Yeah. And I've been playing the ranked matches. Doubles is my thing. Like, uh, because mm-hmm. it's easier to play doubles whenever you don't have like a party together. If you have like the, the standard matches with a three on three, mm-hmm. it's hard because it's like sometimes there'll be a party of two. And it's like, I, if I'm not queuing with friends, I have no idea what these people are doing. They're, they're teaming up and, and I'm just like the third person. Yeah. Anyway, um, I usually end up playing goalie in that, that instance. Um, but I do like two two v two ranked matches, um, and but anyway, at the end of this month, they're gonna end this season of the ranked matches, um, and hit the reset button and award everyone uh, boost trails um, based on whatever rank you were. And so I'm trying to get to the highest rank that I can possibly get to. Wow. Um, so basically, if you are in um, one of the higher ranks, you get every every trail that's below that as well. So I'm trying to get oh, wow. trying to get up. Up as high as possible, and then just you know, so I have the most possible of these customized trails. And I think it's just a cool thing, cool way to reward people for playing. Yeah, um, very fun, man, very fun. So I've been doing that. Too. All right, it is now time for the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles out of darkness, out of the shadows. Out of, gosh, it's the same thing. Shadows, the darkness. Sure, we talked about that earlier. It's very true. Out of the shadows. Out review. of the shadows. Review. So Chris, yeah, going into this movie, 
I didn't know what to expect. You, you can you can go back in time mm-hmm. in the podcast and yeah. listen to our our review of the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles film. Well, not the original original, but no, the, yeah, the, yeah. this iteration of yeah, them. 2014 was yeah. whenever it came out. Right. So Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2014. We gave actually, it a 6.5. Yeah, because it was not that good. Well, it was one of those, again, like the way that I, I do my scale is five is like anything above a five is like, I'm glad I saw this. Anything below a five is like, how bad was it? And how badly did you wish you hadn't seen this movie? Yeah. And so, yeah. So this was, that was one that was like, ah, oh, it's cool. It's, it's whatever, you know, it's, it's good. But then this one, Chris. I was getting excited because in, in all of the trailers that I had seen, I was like, this one seems more Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles-esque. Um, so, yeah. So, so that's that's where I was at going into it. But which actually, with the ticket that we purchased um, via Fandango, apparently they're giving everyone a digital copy of the original 2014. Did you, did you try to redeem that? I haven't tried to redeem it yet. I, I don't. I tried to, and I apparently goofed it up because it's not showing up in the way that I thought it would There's show up. There's way too many steps. Is that what you're saying? Well, it's like... Via some kind of weird Fandango video thing, Fandango Now. Interesting. And uh, then I I redeemed the code, and it didn't show up in my library, so I'm like, well... Never watching that movie. Well, it's on Netflix. So if you oh, have Netflix, nice. then you, right. you can watch it. So, I might go back and watch it now. Um, but yeah, anyway, so everything like I saw leading up to this one, I was like, okay, so this seems like uh, seems like it might go in, um, might go, go down better than the first one. Yeah. And uh, this one went down better than the first one. Yeah, this one was a different director, uh, directed by Dave Green. Uh, writers are basically the same. Same cast, same producers, but like this is such a better movie. And yeah. a lot of it came down to writing. A lot of it did come down to the direction. Um, and uh, and I really liked it. Like the other one had so many. I, I don't want to rehash it, but the other one had right. so many problems in terms of just like this was just like a weird story or mm. like weird jokes, weird humor. This didn't have any of that kind of stuff. No, like, I think I feel like like the majority of the jokes landed. Like I mean, maybe there was like one or two that were were like, oh, well, yeah. whatever. But I mean, it was it was more hits than misses as far as the humor goes. Right. And it definitely um yeah, I mean, it's the story was was way way better. Like the other one, it felt very like generic superhero origin story, you know, yeah. kind of. And then I think one of the main things I remember about that one was they they had the everything is connected syndrome, where like mm-hmm. they wanted to make sure everything was connected, and that you know where it's like, oh, but the origin story of these is tied to this and tied to this. And this one didn't like this one was a uh, a very cool linear kind of story, linear yeah. look at everything, and it, it didn't do any of that. Like it just has to all wrap back together, where right. you know where the the villain is from the blah blah blah, you know it's, that we referenced earlier. They so. weren't yeah, they weren't afraid to make it weird. They weren't afraid to uh, to do some some cool things with it. Yeah. Like the action was really good. The acting I was impressed with yeah. the um you know it has uh again megan fox and uh, will arnett in it but then with the addition of Stephen amell yeah uh like it was just phenomenal even even like in i would say in this one um the police force is a is a character you know yeah. and, and in a way that they weren't before and the foot clan felt felt different the action sequences like in the beginning like were so cool and yeah. introduced people so well uh, if I was gonna put a knock against it, you know, I'm gonna say like the graphics looked really bad oh, most yeah. of the time. Well, like we whenever we were watching the credits, it rolled by and it said like the visual effects were industrial light and magic, and I was like, really? Yeah. I'm just I was just surprised because generally like industrial light and magic stuff looks so good, and I was just surprised because there were numerous times where like the quality would dip for like and it just one um, shot or like sequence or whatever, and then it would go back up. Yeah. And you're like, well. 
what? You know? <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't, don't know. I honestly think it, you know, a lot of it comes down to just time and money. You yeah. Know? Uh, there's um, one of my friends likes to say, like, you can either have something quick, you can have it done quick, you can have it done well, or you can have it done cheap. You can only do two of those. Right. Okay. The other one, like, you can have quick and cheap, but it's not going to be done well. Right. You can have it done done well and quick, but it's not going to be cheap. You know, right. like, so, right. I, you know, I think the, those kind of laws apply to movies as well, especially, well, I mean, what, what we do is in video. So it, it applies to larger scale movies as well. Yeah. Who knows where the, where the, that, you know, broke off, but um, they probably wanted it done <laughs> cheap and quick, you know, like, yeah. it's probably done well. And I think about, like, the first movie, I, honestly, after as many bad reviews as, as that movie got, or as, as panned as the first one kind of got, um, I'm surprised that they even did a second one. Like, I, I'm, I'm happy they did though, because like after this, like watching this movie, I was like, this is a turtles movie. Yeah. The first one didn't really feel like a turtles movie. You could have inserted almost right. any, um, comic book hero or, you know, generic hero into this thing. It's like, Oh, it's just the hero's journey. Um, but this one, it was very Ninja Turtles. I mean, yeah. we started, you know, started the movie and from start to finish, we had, you know, Ninja Turtles and we had uh we had like ninja fights and we yeah. had um car like, chases. Yeah. And just crazy action. Yeah, like h- humor right off the bat, you know. Yeah. April like, O'Neil and we had uh a Casey Jones. I mean, yeah. it's just the classic characters brought to life on screen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and and along the, those lines, you know, uh we talked about those actors, but like I think the the roster was even deeper than that. We had Tyler Perry uh, as one of the characters. Yeah, Baxter Stockman, which I was like surprised after the fact. Whenever I saw his name on the credits, I was like, "Oh my gosh, I didn't even realize." Because like they have him, have him, have him uh, dressed up. He's got you know, a, 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 like some sort of a a facial thing on where he's like he doesn't look like himself necessarily. Yeah. So it's it's awesome. Uh, the guys who played Bishop and Rocksteady, uh, Gary Bebop. Anthony. Yeah, oh, Bebop. Sorry, um, Bishop. <laughs> Why did I say Bishop? <laughs> Gary Anthony Williams for Bebop and Stephen Farrelly for Rocksteady, who plays Seamus in the WWE universe. That's awesome. Yeah, he's pretty phenomenal. That's awesome. Uh, they did a great job. Like, they nailed the characters. Like, yeah. that's what's, what's so awesome about this to me is like the first one, um, the criticism I had, I think, whenever we were talking about whether you should see it in theaters or not go see it, was. Well, if you're a, if you're a hardcore turtles fan, I don't know if I could really tell you to go see this. If you're a like a mild turtles fan, maybe go see it, you yeah. know. And then, but in this movie specifically, if you are a hardcore turtles fan, you're gonna love this movie because oh, yeah. they nailed all the the ancillary characters, like the extra people that are you know like Bebop and Rocksteady. Mm-hmm. They nailed those characters. They nailed Casey Jones, and, and it's just it's it's a good portrayal of these characters that that whether whatever iteration of these characters that you're used to or grew up with or or whatever turtles. Ninja, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles universe is your Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles universe. Yeah. You're gonna attach to these characters and realize, hey, this is cool. This is this is gonna gonna be the characters that I know and love. Yeah. So I mean, I would the first one I couldn't say that about it. This, right. this one I can say if you like Ninja Turtles, you're gonna like the movie. Oh yeah, for sure. It was just fun. Yeah. You know, I, I I and I hesitated last time. You're like, I don't know that that last that first movie was fun. You know. Yeah. And this one is a lot of fun. Like I would I would rewatch it right now. Like yeah. there's just so many cool. Um, things about it uh I, I guess the only knock you know in terms of like do you take your whole family to it is like there was some language there's a little bit of language yeah so like you know beware of that but it wasn't like it wasn't bad it wasn't, it wasn't excessive like, it wasn't there, egregious like it, the whole time and honestly like this like you know last time there was a like it's just a lot of like weird like 
innuendos and jokes thrown around that I'm like, this is like super weird for the turtles. Yeah. And those are not present in this one. Right. Right. I mean, and, and like, uh, like, yeah, like you said, the innuendo side of it, like there was throughout, like a lot of, most of the jokes last time, I feel like, yeah. like hinged on like an innuendo of some sort. Whereas this movie, there was maybe two times where there was like an any innuendo of like I that's the only ones that occur to me where it's like hey there's only like a couple of moments yeah. where there's some sort of a, a innuendo moment yeah um so I mean yeah it's it's cool yeah it was it was it was a lot of fun for sure definitely go see it if you're if you're a turtles fan yeah. comic book fan um action fan yeah Stephen Amell fan Stephen Amell fan <laughs> let's just talk about the Stephen Amell factor in this movie for a second we don't want to ruin it for people um but he did a great job Stephen Amell Chris yeah Stephen Amell I just okay so before we get into the spoilers I will say whenever he initially comes on screen I was just like isn't it cool to see Stephen Amell on a screen that big that's true you know, and it's yeah. like it's it's seven point one surround sound, and oh, you're yeah. just like this. That's that's Stephen Amell right there. This is the thing. I really hope this movie does really well. Yeah, like so that they make another one because yeah. I and, and I'm I'm a little concerned that like maybe the the reputation of the first one will keep people away from this one. Yeah, but I really hope not because um, it's it's really good. Definitely go see this movie. Yeah, go see it. Just just don't 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 question it. Just go see it. All right, Chris, are you ready to spoil this thing? I'm ready to spoil. All right, so we're going to open up a big oozy can. Mm. Uh, Turtles reference. Mm-hmm. Of spoiler here in a second. And it's going to be all over the place. It's probably going to mutate everything in this room. So if you don't want to be spoiled in this movie, go ahead and turn it off. But we're going to spoil it in five, four, three, two, one. Throw out a spoiler, Chris. <laughs> the turtles save New York again? <laughs> I don't really know. Stephen Amell. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. What it's the, Casey what Jones. It's Casey Jones. There's, there's not a whole ton. Like, there's not a big twist shocker in this one, no. which is hilarious. Because, like, it... I feel like the first one they tried to do the whole yeah. like twist shocker with it where it's like, oh, but the turtles are actually April's turtles from whenever she was a kid. Right. You know, that was the big twist. She they... named the turtles, I guess. Right. Well, we knew that already. Oh, we already knew that. But yeah, I mean, you know, and this one really, they didn't try to do the cliche big twist at the end yeah. of an action movie, which I appreciate. You know, yeah. that's that's always fun whenever they, they don't try to hinge the entire plot around one little thing. Yeah. You know, that, that, that turns it all. Um, the Krang was in it. Um, I oh, will, that's what I should have said. Yeah, the, I will say like the <laughs> Krang moment. Whenever we have the big Krang battle at the end, like I don't know, the Krang Krang is just like one of those villains. Like I love him in the, in in that that universe. I love him in the world. But like whenever they didn't get the CG like completely consistent throughout the movie. Um, the Krang sometimes didn't look that great. Well, that's fine. And honestly, like they kept that, that battle pretty short and sweet. So it was kind of like, ah, you know, like, yeah, it doesn't look good, but who cares? It was still fun. Right. And they didn't drag it on for too long. I think that's the moral of the story. Like nothing like dragged on for too long. That's true. And it all connected in a very like linear and logical way. And I really liked that. Um, yeah. yeah, So there were some like, you know, leaps in logic, you know, (laughs) like why is, who, in the right mind thinks that you can track cell phones with a GPS. Like, well, you you sell the gear. You must have a way to track it. No, right, he doesn't. Right, right. That's so, such a well, stupid Well, unless he like tagged it with GPS chips, which are super expensive. And why would you do that? Yeah, exactly. Um, so you know, just in phones. case the cops come by, like, or so you can recover <laughs> the phones after these guys inevitably die. You know, I mean, like, what <laughs> what are you thinking here? And the <laughs> other aspect of that was, I thought it was really funny and very comic booky, I guess, yeah. in a way. Whenever he looked at the GPS, there was a screen on and it. Has our names. And each of them was labeled. I was like, how do you know which person picked up which phone? You just <laughs> right. handed 
handed him two phones. I know, dude. It was really funny. Yeah, but, I mean, there's some random stuff like that. It's, you know, even even at the beginning, whenever, um, uh, sh- like April is saying, like, I need to like use this watch to download something, and that's right. Like she doesn't know how to use it, but then he, she gets off the phone, and all of a sudden it's happening, and I'm just like, yeah. what? <laughs> what? It's working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and then like, like the, the technology side of this one was, I think, it's like it was just a means to an end, yeah. basically. And it was fun. Let's just like, advance the plot. And it didn't take itself seriously either. Right. And it's not like they're trying to make sure, you know, he's not going, this is the most serious GPS thing in the world. Like if they had made a big deal about him torturing, you know, this yeah, yeah. dude or like destroying his bar, you know, for like you said, the, the length of it, you know, there's that, that scene where he's like, oh, you must have a way to track him. That took all of like 30 seconds, right. maybe 45 seconds in that, that sequence. And it's like, oh, yeah, I understand what's going on here but if you drag that out then it becomes like why are we making this such a serious thing why are we taking this this plot point in this movie so seriously you know yeah and and you know that's what made it so fun was like there were so many things that happened in this so you had the the car chase with the motorcycles at the beginning and the clan like that was super cool the helicopter came in then he transported and like all of a sudden you like see this larger thing they did a great job at the end, you know. The like, shell razor, dude. Like uh, that was uh, their the uh, the trash truck they're driving. It's, oh yeah, yeah. It's the shell razor. It's just like holy cow. Even like just from the get go, it was already far more comic booky than the first one. Oh was. yeah. Because we have like those ninja arms on the side of it, and they get <laughs> so ripped ridiculous. off on the overpass. Oh, that's the thing. That's why I loved about it. Because like here's these ridiculous ninja arms, and just at the point when I'm thinking this is so stupid, they rip them off, and I was like, yes, they should rip them off because they're so dumb. <laughs> they're so impractical. <laughs> <laughs> so like uh, you know it was it didn't take itself s- too seriously in that sense you know and that, yeah. that's why I, I really really liked I, you know the, we uh last week we reviewed age of apocalypse and i don't want to spoil that too much because it's still out right now but right like, the one thing i will say like obviously the world's gonna end otherwise it wouldn't be called apocalypse but right you know like but it, this movie did a way better job at portraying like mass destruction yeah. and the potential end of the world the depth <laughs> yeah the depth of this better than like than than x-men and it was yeah. like how is a ninja turtles movie getting this <laughs> more right than an x-men movie well part of it is like the setting like the setting being in new york city like it was amazing well, we like so in new york city and in, in x-men too that's true that's true you're right but you saw the people on the street right and how it was affecting them and you heard things from inside office buildings and that's stuff right like that. and even at that point like yeah you're right because there's like rubble falling on cars and people running out of cars and stuff and it's hilarious like with uh with this movie like we didn't see very, any people die like no. nobody died no. and you know apocalypse we didn't either and i think i think that was the biggest thing like keeping people like keeping it from being like oh this death you know or whatever um Whereas this one, like even the pilots, like whenever they are in the plane and they, <laughs> yeah. they like take the uh, take the machine gun and basically destroy the entire front cockpit of this plane, yeah. and the guys they're alive afterwards. Like every bullet misses them and they just parachute out or whatever. Right. I thought that was a hilarious moment where it I was, was like, "This is so comic booky, so funny." Well, it reminded me of the A Team. I'm just like, "This is totally A Team right <laughs> That's now." So right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, and like who loads the uh, the tank facing the barrel towards the cockpit? <laughs> <laughs> like this- I know. What if he started firing? I thought, oh, he's shooting the back out of the plane. No, it was the front. <laughs> then again, I guess Bebop and Rocksteady are not the smartest characters <laughs> in the world. That's true. Because they went back to the bar. Uh, speaking of, whenever we're, we're portraying. <laughs> that was an amazing part. When he's like, oh, they're not stupid enough to go back there. <laughs> yeah, they are. Yeah, the comedic <laughs> timing on that. Stephen Mel nailed the timing on that. He's just like, 
yeah, they are, you know. But the whole conversation where he's talking to uh, the, the chief, the police chief or whatever, uh-huh. who was uh, played by Laura Linney, um, that was a hilarious thing because she's like, he's going on about it. And then they started firing, you know, manhole covers out of the, the trash truck. And she's like, oh, please go on. Yeah. Yeah, that was amazing. Well, I mean, and that's the thing. Like, there's, I was saying, you know, as we walked out, like, there's some people in movies that I will just watch movies because I like them as actors yeah and i just like the characters that they end up playing and it's always the it's so for me it's like bruce willis yeah and the rock yeah and Stephen amell yeah and then megan fox yeah like and they all play like the same kinds of characters i'm not saying like they don't have huge depth honestly like you know i think the rock is probably has the most depth and then Stephen amell after that yeah and then bruce willis is pretty much the same person all the time oh, and definitely just, megan yeah. fox is the same person but i will watch all of them and almost anything that they do yeah because it's just like i enjoy watching these people <laughs> be they who they are yeah. you know like it's just the the the, the characters that they typically play yeah. are just so much fun to yeah. so much fun to like you know hang out with i guess right. for like the two hours that they're they're on screen or whatever it's it's just fun um but yeah and then like at the end of the movie whenever steven amell duct tapes the the what was it like a chair or something like yeah. that to his feet to make the roller <laughs> yeah it was from like a rolling chair but i'm like what rolling chair has <laughs> strings <laughs> of four wheels together like how does that even function properly i don't think it could i don't think it could either but it's so awesome it's so awesome that it did chris that's right it just so happened it doesn't have to work all the time it only had to work that one time and so he after he threw the grenade in there with them yeah like then you hear him talking yeah then you hear him doing the same thing that we saw them as they entered where they're like what was what was the phrase they kept using we're like uh or I don't even remember. Like they kept going back and forth yeah, about yeah. about something, or they were complimenting each other. They're right. not like insulting each other, no, like no. like most normal villains are. Like they always bicker, or they fight, or whatever. But they're just like they they like each other. They're buddies, right. you know. Which was I mean, that just added to the fun factor. Like again, it really did. if I was going to describe this movie in one world, I would just say world, and just one word, <laughs> I would say fun. Yeah, I agree, man. I agree. There's just so many good moments, and uh, and the characters all all played played the roles incredibly well. I thought. You know, with the turtles, like the turtles were done very well this time. Where like even their personalities were a lot, a lot more enhanced. And I, I think I like that. Yeah, yeah. I think I like that about this one more so than the first one, where it's like everybody in this is a certain personality, and they really like double down on those personalities. Like everybody aside from like April and uh, and and I guess Stephen Amell, um, Casey J- Casey Jones. Yeah. Other than those two characters, and I guess the police chief as well. Pretty much all the the characters that should be just overblown comic booky kind of characters, yeah. they one hundred percent are. Even yeah. Splinter. You know, whereas in the first movie, I felt like they tried to like put too much into that, and he didn't really show a ton of that that like ridiculous personality of like, I'm really good. Yeah. You know, I think even Casey and, and April were, you know, cause you have April who's like breaking into all these places, That's true. you know, and using all these disguises. And <laughs> then you have Casey who's just like, I'm like, why is this dude on the police force? Like, right. <laughs> and he's just angry. Like even like from the get go, he's talking about his anger management issues yeah. and that he takes like, it out with hockey. Like, who gets to park their car in the police <laughs> warehouse with all the other cars that's like, right that's right oh my gosh and even like w- with will arnett like he he was referencing uh he made multiple references to Stephen amell filling out his t-shirt right <laughs> his yeah muscles. and it's just like this is, this is insane <laughs> oh man. uh let's talk about a little bit about the 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 themes of the movie so yeah. like yeah there's the big huge battle um with krang and uh against shredder and him getting out and all that kind of stuff but then yeah. they had like these kind of identity issues um, between the turtles where they uh, discovered that the 
ooze would transform them or could transform them possibly into humans and yeah. and then there were like the uh, Leo kept that secret from the team and made uh yeah. Michelangelo mad and Leonardo mad and, and uh yeah they all, and then they got benched and so I mean it's like you you have this thing where they're successful whenever they're together and they're they're not successful whenever they're not and I think like we had that togetherness theme in the first movie and that's a theme like with these characters just in general that, that throughout the comics throughout the the show like whenever they're they're on their own or whenever they're trying to take care of things themselves they fail but whenever they they work together and yeah. they they are their their own personalities you know I, I liked the moment whenever Leonardo is talking to um, Splinter mm-hmm. and Splinter tells him or he says I can't make them you know be the right people. I can't make them be, be like me. Be basically. like me, basically. Yeah, like you said. And then uh, he says, "Well, they don't have to be. You know, the 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 true brother, you know, accepts people for the the way they are and, mm-hmm. and sees the sees the strength in that, basically." Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, it, I, I liked that idea of it. Yeah. You know, where it's like that makes so much sense. And they hit on those themes last time, but like this time, it just like gelled better, right? And you understood like what was happening. It seemed like it was more of a natural thing. Than you know, last time it just felt so contrived and so forced, yeah. And this felt uh, felt really natural and like, yes, like I totally see the strengths in all these people without being super heavy handed with it, right, right. And it was and without losing that fun aspect. But there's also know? the whole thing where it's like we don't fit in, right? And you know, like we can't. As, at times, like they showed different aspects of it. They showed that like, well, it's affecting their work where they can't they can't go out in the daytime. You know, That's right. And, and and we uh, we can't uh, go out because the police force will f- shoot us, and so there was some some oppression there. And then there was like you know I the desire to just be live a normal life and not live in the sewers and all this kind of stuff. And I think that like that hit hits a lot of human emotions for the turtles. You know, right. it's just like yeah, you like at times yeah, you you want to fit in, and but then you know like it's better to just be yourself, right, and be who who you are, and. Uh, than um, to try to conform to something that you're not. Right. And I thought they dealt with those themes really, really well without being heavy-handed with it and yeah. without being weird with it. And it was like, this is... Um, with no monologue. With no monologue. <laughs> and, well, yeah, no, yeah, exactly. No monologue, but with also no agenda. Right. You know, like a lot of times that stuff kind of gets pushed into, you know, some kind of agenda, whatever it may be. Like this was just like straight up, yeah. like just like just be comfortable and being yourself. Yeah, and I love it. I love I love that side of it. Um, I will say, like at the end, whenever they're on uh, the Statue of Liberty or whatever, Which so, so cool, ridiculous. and it's hilariously ridiculous. Yeah, because I don't even know if the, I don't even know if the perspectively like the size was correct. Like they seem so big on that torch, and maybe the torch is pretty small, but it's like that's just hilarious. Well, the thing was, they were just like they were down. Like I understand them being out on the island because they got to be away from everybody right you know like you don't people know about them but then why are they up there yeah it's like, really funny um because they're they're liberated chris they're liberated they, they get to do this they probably climbed oh, up there man. they probably didn't didn't take the elevator i can't or take the oh, stairs no. or anything i guarantee I just, they didn't um what's also i love about it we went into the, like the sears tower or, or not the sears tower sorry uh the chrysler building uh-huh. we, like, we saw the lobby of that and that's like something that anybody who's been to new york has probably walked through that lobby mm-hmm. and it's like that's amazing that you have something so iconic and they had you know the, at the very beginning of the movie they're on the empire state building yeah and it's like you have these things to attach to and so that's one of the things that whenever the world was being destroyed and they had to go up in the the chrysler building it's like oh man i've been there yeah you know and so you can associate these things with emotions and with experiences potentially of your own or other movies where they've destroyed these things again you know so you uh you attach to it and so that's one reason why the world 
felt like it was genuinely in danger. Like it, there was a depth to the danger that was on. Oh yeah, for sure. On. And it, it felt real. You know, like he even started off the movie with them watching the Knicks, and that's a very like it, it gives right. you a sense of place, gives awesome. them a sense of identity with New York. Uh, immediately, like yeah, like you said, on the Empire State Building and going straight to the Knicks and all that kind of stuff, and it, uh, it, it made um, New York even kind of a character, you know, right. in and of itself, the city, you know, yeah. especially like the city at night, it's got so much adventure and they can do stuff in the city at the daytime. It was like, man, it's like really impressive. And, right. Uh, so, you know, like where I loved when the police force snuck them into the Chrysler building, you know, like yeah. shielding them from the reporters, you know, and all right. this kind of stuff. And that was amazing. Um, yeah, it was really cool. I really, really liked it. Um, I can, I can safely say this is, uh, it's not my, it's one of my favorite movies that we've watched this year. Yeah, I can say that too. I mean, one of, definitely one of the most fun. Like one of the yeah. one of the one of the most um, fun, genuinely uh, heartfelt experiences. Yeah. So yeah, you ready to rate this thing? I'm ready to rate it. Okay. All right. So first, I'm going to rate this. Like <sighs> we talked about on the fun, the show here. Yep. Before, how much the fun factor factors in for me? Yeah. Okay? It factors in a lot. Oh yeah. Okay. And I'm also taking a large pass and giving them a pass for the terrible CG in this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give this an eight. Yeah, and that's right where I was sitting, dude. And it's like, if I were to dock them for those things, yeah. it would sit like maybe a full point lower, you know, or yeah. like 7.5, you know, seven, that sort of thing. Right. But it's like, because I had so much fun mm-hmm. and because like, it's... At its core, like it wasn't taking itself seriously. It wasn't trying no. to be like a gritty, realistic take on the turtles, you right. know. And so, like, it's a at, at the at the end of the day, the, you could make this movie in a comic book form or in like a full on CG form, mm-hmm. and it would have totally translated. Like, yeah. you could have just done this as like a animated film, and yeah. it would have totally been great. And so. In my mind, it's like the 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 CG being kind of like inconsistent and like you know terrible 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 at moments. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't factor for me like as yeah. much because it's no. like man, it's just it's a fun movie. Doesn't take itself seriously. So I was sitting right there with with the eight as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, dude. Go see this movie. It's really fun. Well, that's it for this week. Next week, we're going to have a huge... It's going to be a huge episode. It's going to be gigantic. It's going to be a huge episode. Gigantic. Gigantic episode. <laughs> that's what you wanted me to say. Apparently. Gigantic. Can uh, I say gigantic again? No. We're going to... Uh, first, we're like the first half. I think we're gonna, like we might just like cut out like like there's gonna be no news. Okay. Yeah. No picks of the week. We might not right. even get into what we did this past week. That's okay? true. All right. Because what we're gonna do is we're gonna run down our preview of E3. Right. And then we're gonna get into and it will be rumors that we've been been ignoring for the past few weeks. There's been a few news Chris. that we haven't covered for the past few weeks. There's been a little. We're gonna bit. tell you like what games we think will be announced. What games like will be announced for this fall. How many predictions do you want to? go within this thing i don't know but there will be predictions okay okay and uh, and then we'll get back to you uh, the next week uh with uh with the results right of, of e3 but then we're going to review warcraft yeah so it's the first it's the first video game movie this year yeah um there's going to be assassin's creed later on this year but this is the first one and this is honestly like so many people have been talking about this one um, ever since it was announced, like mm-hmm. before it was really even a thing, before there was yeah. a trailer, before there was a cast, people have been talking about this might be the one. Right. This might be the video game movie that like turns things around for Changes video games. It all. Yeah, exactly. Um, is actually good, is what a lot of people say. So anyway, we'll find out. Yeah. We will find out. A Chris Wright pro tip. 
We saw in the movies theater tonight. If you uh, purchase, if you if you are around Regal theaters and purchase a ticket to go see Warcraft, you get a free copy of the game, which is insane. <laughs> it is insane. It's kind of genius. Uh, so I did realize, though, on the way home, that uh, we won't get that, John, because we are going to see it early. For oh, the that's right. For the pre-screening. That's okay. That's true, because we get to see it a few days early. Exactly. So our review will go up early. Right. It'll go up, uh, it'll be Wednesday morning, basically, so you right. can uh, hear what we think before you go see the movie, right. um, whether you should go see it or not, and... Uh, and hear all of our thoughts on the pre-E3 stuff, actually a few days before E3 starts, because there's a few events that happen, like, Sunday. Yeah. Um, and so, like, the weekend hits... Um, it's going to be E3 time. I bet yep. you there's going to be a couple of, like, while they're setting up booths, there's always, like, leaks where it's like, oh, there's this, you know, there's a poster, some, you know, mm-hmm. uh, uh, someone who's setting up a booth or somebody's moving chairs or something at the venue yeah. will see a, a poster and snap a photo <laughs> that they shouldn't see and shouldn't snap a photo of. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, inevitably there's going to be some stuff that happens over the weekend. So get our thoughts on that um, on Wednesday and Thursday. So before any of the E3 stuff starts coming out. Yep. That's it for this week. You can find us online at sametargetpodcast.com, on Twitter at ChrisRight250. And JohnRide777. And always online, sametargetpodcast.com. Please subscribe to us and review us on your podcast service of choice. We really appreciate it. Boom. That's it for this week. We'll see you next time on Stay Stay on on Target. Gigantic.